and welcome to another edition of the Screen Nerds Podcast. My name's Michael Burgett, and thanks for joining me for this rescreen episode of The Born Supremacy, the 2004 film starring Matt Damon, the second installment in the Jason Bourne series. Uh, just got done rewatching the film and wanted to share some of my thoughts and memories of seeing the film for the first time, as well as my thoughts on this latest rewatch. Uh, so as I mentioned, this film released in 2004. It was the summer of 2004. And as I've mentioned before on the podcast about uh, the year 2004, I was in the college town of Martin, Tennessee, uh, going to school there at graduate school and went to see films there at the local small uh, theater that was there in the town and this was one of those films that I saw and like I said this is the second film in the Bourne uh, saga uh, the first film being from 2002 The Bourne Identity which uh, covered here already on the archives you can check that out um, but this one was the sequel and I was super excited to see it I loved the first one uh, as you know from hearing uh the previous episode on on it and i was super excited to see it and if you look back at 2004 there were a lot of bangers that year and a lot of good movies came out in 2004 and uh, this was no exception i was super excited to check it out and uh, went and saw it and loved it it you know it was definitely different from the first film uh, you had a different director you had paul greengrass uh, for this one, whereas for the first one you had Doug Lyman, different styles, different uh, different ways that they went about it, but um, it was it was still an interesting film. And as mentioned, it's uh, the continuing saga of Jason Bourne. Uh, this time around, he is framed for uh, some murders that take place, and because of that framing and what was essentially an attempt on his own life that was tried by some bad dudes. Uh, he comes out of hiding and goes to exact revenge on basically anybody and anybody that messes with him. And as pretty much, you know, anything with the Bourne films is you don't mess with Bourne. <laughs> and that was, that was kind of like the, the big thing in this latest rewatch was that reminder of you, you don't mess with Jason Bourne. He's, He's a bad dude, and you you don't mess with him. And so, in this rewatch, it was you know interesting. Like right off the bat, I had completely did not realize, or at the time for sure I didn't realize it. But in this rewatch, noticing right off the bat, Michelle Moynihan's in this film. Uh, she is one of the um, associates for uh, Pam. Uh, who's played by Joan Allen. Uh, but Michelle Moynihan is right there prominent in like in a secondary role. But uh, yeah, it was just weird just immediately seeing her and it's just recognizing her uh, and seeing you know her on the screen there. I thought that was really interesting, especially given the fact that she has ties to the Mission Impossible franchise, uh, of which you know, she would later... St- be a part of and so it's kind of interesting that one of her first uh roles here is as 
in a Bourne film. And so that I thought that was kind of interesting and kind of cool uh, that I'd completely forgotten and completely uh, didn't, <laughs> didn't notice. And so thought that was cool. Um, Carl Urban, who's one of the bad guys in this film, he, this is one of his early roles and boy, howdy, does he look young. He looks super young in this film. And then again, when you, when you have some of these well-known actors as they would go on to be later on to see some of their earlier work and see how young and how like he, he's got short hair. He's very clean cut in some ways. Uh, very young, but you know, he he does a great job as a as one of the villains here, and you know he he plays like a Russian character, so he doesn't doesn't have any English. He's speaking all uh, Russian throughout the film, but really really interesting to see him here in this role. They they did a great job in bringing back older cast. Uh, they brought back Marie, which always gutted me uh, with this film. And how understanding that the reason for the impetus for Bourne to come out of hiding and go after everybody was because of Marie's death. But to see that death again on the big, uh, well, I, the first time seeing it on the big screen, it was just heartbreaking. But seeing it again, it still is so. And really just the interesting way it was shot, how they're underwater and she just kind of floats away into the darkness. It, um, I think it's one of the coolest shots in film of how that was done, even though it's so heartbreaking and just, it just rips at you, especially feeling for born, you know, wanting to be left alone, wanting to be with Marie. And basically that gets taken away from him. Uh, but as I said, the, the cast that they brought back really enjoyed. I'm, uh, Obviously, you know Matt Damon coming back is born. You know he that this is just his role. He, you know, he's very much synonymous with born, even at that point in two thousand four. But I think even so, now all these years later, he's. I would say that that role is one of the ones like if you wanted to count on one hand, like what is his most iconic roles, born has to be right up there, uh, but him coming back, Julia Stiles, who I really liked how the progression of her character was because in the first film, like she was just barely there. This one, she has a little bit more of a importance to the film. Uh, and then obviously later on in the series, even more so, but I really liked how they gave her kind of a progression of her story, filled in a little more of her background Really enjoyed that. Brian Cox is, <laughs> he was just great again as uh, the former head of Treadstone. You know, he, he just has that, he has that way about him that just, uh, it makes you like him even though he's a total heel, a total bad guy. But just seeing him there again, and I had forgotten how violent his end was. It just was like, just shocking because it's like I mean even if you remember the fact of oh yeah he you know he gets it but you just forget how just violent it is it's just it's just boom it's just sudden it's just shocking and really just wild how how that goes um so I mentioned the fact of how the it was great how they brought back the old cast even Chris Cooper uh who you know was killed in the first film 
the way they brought him back through flashbacks, it really works well to get a little more deeper into the backstory of Jason Bourne. But again, the the new cast that they brought in already, you know, mentioned Michelle Moynihan, mentioned Carl Urban, but Joan Allen uh, as Pamela Landy, really, you know, she she's both likable and unlikable depending on where she is in the story of going after Bourne. But you, you understand like where she is and why she does what she does because you know she doesn't have the backstory of Bourne like. Uh, the people with Treadstone or, or the viewer because the viewer knows more about what Bourne is and what he's about than Pamela Landy does. And then she has to learn uh, and kind of catch up with everybody else as to who Bourne is, why he does what he does. But really just, I love the blending of the cast. And I think that's one thing that's important when you have a sequel that you're wanting to, you know, mesh together both uh the old cast and the new cast and uh, i thought that they did a good job with that as far as bringing those together like that you really can tell uh, it's of the time uh, because you know this is before cell phones really took off and especially smartphones uh you have born using you know paper maps you have him looking up uh phone numbers in a phone book or uh, in a in a guidebook, you have uh, looking for train and uh, tram schedules up on a board. You know, it, having to go to a uh, internet cafe to look up in- information on the internet. Uh, it's very much of the time, but at the same time, it's like uh, it, it makes sense. You know, he's using whatever means he needs to to get by and to to get done what he needs to get done. Uh, one of the things too that in this rewatch that it reminded me of was the action sequences. Um, this film, uh, Paul Greengrass directing it, it at the time was innovative with the way. And if you remember uh, action films, kind of before uh, Born Supremacy, and then afterwards, you, the shaky cam when there was action. It's like at the time it was just innovative. It was like, Ooh, this is interesting and cool and all these different things that was going about it. And now it's like every film that's an action film has some form of shaky cam. And it's almost just, uh, not anything special. And it's like, it's funny in this rewatch watching it with that, those sequences there and you know, now it's just par for the course. But at the time, it was just wildly innovative. And you can tell how much of an influence this film and uh, Ultimatum had on uh, the action film was because of the way the action sequences were shot and, and how they were done. Also, one of the things that I really appreciate about the Bourne films, uh, and I think this one really makes a point of it, is Bourne's not a superhero. Like, he he gets shot, he gets beat up, he gets cuts, he gets, uh, when he takes a long fall, he you know, busts up a leg or an ankle or something, and he walks with a limp. Like, you see the toll that the action does. Like, he he's obviously a... 
you know, super innovative, super smart, uh, can, you know, fight and do all these different things, but he also is human. So like if he gets beat up, you know, he feels it and really you, you notice it at the end of the film and just how he is just walking with a limp and he's been shot and all these different things. And he just has that, almost that weight of the world on him, uh, by the end of the film. And, uh, I, I think with, you know, a lot of this, especially with the superhero genre and with some of the, you know, eighties action, it heroes that you have this like superhuman, uh, superhero type of figure who, uh, can do everything and doesn't get hurt or whatever, but Bourne gets hurt. He get, and you can you can see the toll that it takes on him, uh, both physically and mentally. Uh, and I always appreciate that about the way the character's portrayed and the way that he's he's shown throughout the film. Um, and I, I think that that's one of the things that always endeared me to uh, to Matt Damon's performance was the fact that he never you know, never came across as like a superhero. He just came across as a, you know, he's a unique dude. Like there's nobody else that's, that's like him, even though, you know, Treadstone was a program that was supposed to like crank them all out. Uh, but Bourne was special. And that was one thing about how Bourne endured and uh, Bourne persevered was because he was just a unique dude and he just came across that way. Um, I loved at the end they brought back the Moby song like that. that I think that kind of became synonymous with Jason Bourne films, and so it's like you know you had it in the first film. It was a great song. Uh, it was glad that they brought it back. That's one of the things I was kind of disappointed was in this rewatch was the music really wasn't like something that kind of stood out to me. Like in the first film, I felt like the music was way better. I feel like in this film. The music was, I, there were times when I didn't even notice the music being there. Like, I know there was music being played, but it just didn't feel like it kind of connected with the rest of the film. Um, but I was glad that they brought the Moby song back because that kind of feels like the theme for Bourne. And it kind of stuck through throughout the course of the series. But was glad that that song at least kind of came back, even though the rest of the music was just kind of okay um, just was just kind of there. Uh, overall, I you know I really enjoyed this film. I think I said it in the the Born Identity uh, review that that one is still my favorite of of the series, and I think it you know even though there are a lot of elements in this film that I really enjoy, I love the fact of Born just being more on the, the on the front foot than the back foot, like in identity he's really trying to find himself and it's not really till the end of the film that he really kind of finds a version of himself in this one he's very much more you know fighting from ahead as far as 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 opposed to fighting from behind um but i feel like always with the first one i just loved marie and that was all that character was always one that i really loved and so because she's more prominent in the first film, that's always my favorite. But Born Supremacy is a really good second film, and I feel like that, uh, given that you have Ultimatum coming, you know, I almost feel like sometimes Supremacy just kind of gets forgotten uh, nowadays. But it's a good film to go back and re and rewatch and 
and there are a lot of good elements here. And as I already mentioned, the fact that it was kind of groundbreaking with the way that they did action sequences and filming them. So it has definitely has its um, points that still resonate even today. But really just a great film. Glad to rewatch it and uh, definitely is one that would recommend with, you know, if you're going to do, uh, you know, do a born uh, marathon, you definitely have to, you know, include born supremacy in that. So that's my thoughts on this rewatch of the born supremacy. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the film. What do you think of the born supremacy? What are your thoughts on the series? I'd love to hear your thoughts and you can share your thoughts anytime by email screen nerds podcast at gmail.com. You can always find us on Twitter at Screen Nerds Pod and tweet your thoughts there. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, and Blue Sky just by searching Screen Nerds Podcast, hitting that like button, hitting that follow button, and sharing your thoughts there. And if you get an opportunity, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. We're on all the places that you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, Castbox, Amazon Music, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. If you would, please leave a review, leave a written review, leave a five star review, hopefully, and share the podcast around. Would really appreciate it. And it really does help get the word out. So, again, thanks for joining me for this rescreen episode. My name is Michael Burgett, and we will catch you on the next episode.